All right. I was just making sure. I knew I was hearing lots of staticky and stuff. I didn't know if it was okay to talk or not. Um, anyways, uh, I am not used to teaching, <laughs> so I'm extremely nervous. But I guess that's a good thing because it doesn't make me too uh, prideful, for sure. Uh, Josiah was like, he asked me the other evening at the dinner table, he said, does it make you nervous when you have to do this? I was like, uh, yeah, so much that I want to throw up. So yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, uh, but I'm glad that God give us, gives us opportunities to do something for him. And even though we think we're a failure, the Lord can still use us. <laughs> and I'll try not to cry because I'm a big baby. But anyways, I'm just going to start off with prayer and then we'll get going. And don't know how long this is going to be, but we'll find out. I wouldn't think it'd be too much, but um going to go ahead and, and pray and then we'll get to going uh dear heavenly father god i pray god today that you would just open hearts lord i pray god that you would just um use whatever you've given me to say lord to um be in and be rooted as the bible verses that miss deanna picked for the um teens girl group god i pray that you would just help us to put these things in our heart god hide these bible verses away god and all the things that all these ladies have taught and they've done such a great job lord pray god you just let them hide them in their hearts god that they may be able to live for you and to and to glorify your name lord in jesus name i pray amen okay so um like deanna said i had got she had given me something to teach and it was what I teach my boys to look for in a girl. And outside of it, I wrote wife because the whole purpose of dating is to uh, marry. And I know that society has got that a little bit confused or a whole lot confused. And they think, you know, you have to try out uh, your, your boyfriend to make sure he's husband material, but that's nowhere found in God's word. It's, you know, dating's fine, but the whole purpose of dating is to um, be looking for a future wife. And I've told my boys that if you're not considering this person to be with them forever and ever, amen, then don't even date them because there's no purpose in that and there's no point. And, and I don't think anything ever good comes out of that. So and most definitely I want my boys to date somebody that they are willing to marry. Um, so that's the thing and boyfriends are not husbands i wrote that little thing down beside they don't get the rights as a husband boyfriends are boyfriends and you have to you know go with that along with caution and because you don't know for sure if that's the person god wants you to marry or not it should be a season of prayer and um, trying to find out what the lord's will is for your life but um number one on my list i only had three points so that's encouraging. Um, number one on my list is to know for a hundred percent sure that these people are saved. Salvation is number one on the list. And that is the utmost important thing for my boys looking for somebody to marry is that salvation and to know that they are saved. Uh, I know you can't tell if someone else is saved for a hundred percent, but there's so many things that God has given us that uh, in his word that we can look to see if this person is saved but number one 
I just, since I'm talking to girls now, uh, I wanted to say that, know for sure that you're saved. And uh, <clears throat> the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8, it says, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And so it is a gift of God. It's nothing that we can do. Um, I know, you know, back east there's plenty of churches and we have them on every corner and some girls you girls have been going to this to church before you were even born and nine months before you were born you were going in your mama's tummy so i know that that's a thing there but i just want you to know that just because you've been going to church and uh you go to church every time the doors open and you may even help in church and you may um, help teach sunday school or you're there helping prepare meals doesn't mean you're saved. Those works that we do for Christ doesn't mean we're saved. You got to know that you have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ and to know from a shadow of a doubt that you put your faith in him and you're not putting your faith in what you've been doing. And that's something that's really big out here in the, in the West is people just think, oh, I'm a good person, so I'm going to heaven. But that's not found in the word of God at all, ever. Um, you can believe you can know God with your head, but knowing that you, you have salvation through Christ and that you've said, Lord, I know there's nothing that I've done that's been any good. And you put your full trust in Christ that he is going to take you to heaven when you die. Uh, then that is how you're saved. It's not by works. So don't let, you know, uh, even, you know, well-meaning parents sometimes or preachers, you know, sometimes we can say things and we can not mean to, but even they can sometimes say, well, oh, you got saved on this day. And, you know, they might remember a day that you made a profession, but uh, that might not mean you're saved. Only you know whether you're saved. trying to talk you out of salvation for saved and you've got it settled. Praise the Lord. That's great. But what I'm just trying to say and to make you think um, and not to doubt at all 100% but it's to know that you have salvation and salvation is the greatest gift that um, you can never receive in your life so just make sure that you know you're saved and um, if you don't and if you do have doubts and you don't know that you're saved then today is the day of salvation and I would pray that you would not leave this building do not leave the building I see Miss Crystal you can talk to Miss Crystal we can talk to Deanna and I just seen Miss Brenda teach and um, Tracy's there. There's tons of ladies around you that if you have any doubt whatsoever about your salvation, that they can point you in the right direction and they can open that Bible that Miss Brenda was just talking about that is infallible. It means there's nothing wrong with it. There's no errors. And she can point you in the right direction in her Bible and um, give you that, that assurance that you need of your salvation. Because that's the only thing that matters in life is whether you know you're you know where you're going and whether you know you're going to heaven or not so just make sure 100 percent sure that's the main emphasis is you know that you know that you're saved and you know where you're going and so um um the next bible verse i had was uh second corinthians 6 14. and if you look at there it says be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship hath righteous with the unrighteous, and what communion hath light with darkness? So you, I mean, it's just telling you right there. You don't, you don't want to get married 
which is something that lasts forever and ever. I mean, on earth, it's not like people portray it today where you're like, oh, I'll get married and if it doesn't work, well, I'll just get divorced and, you know, I'll go on to the next person. You know, marriage is meant to be um, a lifetime commitment through your whole life. And, and so that's something important that is an important decision that you don't want to take lightly and you don't want to have just go into it and not uh, think that, you know, that if I don't, if it doesn't work out or things don't go right, then I'll just get a divorce. And that's not the way God planned it. He wanted you to, and you know, he wanted you to be married and be married for the rest of your life. And when you take your vows, you know, it says through sickness or and pain and suffering, you know, all these things that life will throw at you. Um, the Lord wants you to prevail and keep pushing through that and to make sure it's a lifetime commitment. But you, it says not to be unequally yoked. So if we have a saved person and a lost person that are that are married and joined together, they're yoked together, then it's hard for that saved person to go forward and to do the things uh, that Christ would want them to do. Um, even into the smallest of details, you know, like going to church. If you marry an unsaved person, they might be willing to go to church with you, but they might not be. And you don't know that. Um, that that's what they're going to want to do. So everything in life is going to just be a struggle if you don't marry a saved person because you're going to be fighting against that other person in everything you do, just down to the littlest minute details. Um, how you raise your children, if the Lord gives you children, that's going to be different too because, you know, Bible has specific things lined out in the Word of God that teach us how to... to uh, raise our children and if you marry an unsafe person then who knows what their um, their views on raising children will be and they're not gonna they're not gonna see a, an importance to take their kids to church or you to church or to be the spiritual leader when we you know husbands and is a spiritual leader and if you, you marry somebody that's don't even have a spirit of Christ then he can't be your spiritual leader. He can't be the spiritual leader of the home because he won't, his spirit is different. It won't be Christ's spirit. It will, I mean, you can only serve two people. You're either going to serve God or you're going to serve the devil. So if he's not saved, then that only leaves the devil he's serving. And you don't want to be yoked up and married to a person that is serving the devil and you're trying to serve God. And it's, it's just not going to work that way. It's y'all are going to be going in two different directions and somebody is going to pull the other person in the direction they're going because now you're yoked up you're in that yoke uh and so you're together if he's going this way then you're going that way and if you're trying to pull him the other way then he's going to come that way a little bit maybe but he's the spiritual leader of the family so more more than likely you're going to get pulled in the opposite direction you want to go in and i don't know i mean that would be hard. I didn't marry an unsaved man. I married a saved man. So I never had that struggle. But I know ladies and women that I've talked to and they have um, been married their whole life to an unsaved man. And uh, don't ever let the devil trick you into thinking that you can marry an unsaved person and then lend them to Christ. You may be able to do that. I mean, Lord, the Lord's willing that anybody be saved. But that man will have his own free will and he may choose not to get saved and you don't want to live that life and 
you know, if you know anybody that's married to an unsaved person, you can talk to them. They struggle. There's struggles every day. And that's not the way the Lord wanted it to be. And that's the reason he's given us um, things in his word that says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Uh, so that, I mean, it's pretty much a, a clear printout, I think, that says, do not marry someone that is not saved if you are saved. Um, so that is the number one one thing that's the thing we push the most to our boys is be sure as sure as you can be in anything within you and you know it says uh what communion has light with darkness when you're around this person and they say they're saved and you're around them and you don't feel that fellowship with christ like you feel when you're around other believers like i remember going on mission trips to mexico i've been to honduras and you go down there and you can't even speak the same language as that person. But when you're around them and you're in a church service with them, you don't have to know what they're saying. You can feel that. God gives you that um, spirit. And y'all, in your spirit with their spirit, you know that they're a saved person because you, you that witness, God gives you that witness that they're saved. And that's the same way it's going to be. If a, a boy says they're saved and you're like, okay, I'll see if how this goes and you're around them and you can just tell man i just don't get anything i don't i can't my spirit doesn't bear witness with his spirit that he's saved then it's better to just be like you know i'm sorry this ain't working out i don't i just you know and you know the lord is not going to be in it so it's better just to stop then instead of letting things get more serious and more serious and then you end up getting married i mean just stop it right when it begins because that's you don't want to you don't want to live that life of constant pulling back and forth and so number one most definitely do not leave this this building without knowing that you're saved and if you don't know you're you're saved then get it right and get it settled today because christ is in the saving business uh, doesn't matter where you're at christ is willing that all should be saved so do that and make sure you're saved and make sure when you're looking for a spouse and you are um dating that that's the number one top thing on your list what color his eyes are should not matter <laughs> uh how handsome he is it's not gonna matter hunter i mean if you get married to this fella uh, he's gonna grow older and you're gonna grow older and those things are just not important but if you both have the spirit of Christ and y'all can grow together and uh, work together and serve together, that is going to make your life, uh, you're going to have the joy of Christ and all those things you thought was important, how tall he was, how good looking he was, how strong he was, it's just going to fade into the, into the wind when y'all get older. So make sure he's saved. Make sure he's saved. Don't even consider anybody that is not saved. And like I said, if he's going to church and he professes Christ, then you make sure that you have done everything you can do to know this person's saved. Um, but that was number one, salvation. I feel like salvation can't be emphasized enough when you're looking for someone to marry. And then number two, I put a servant or the willing to serve. So in Matthew, I mean, in Mark 10, 45, it says, for even the son of man, came not to be ministered unto but to minister to and give his life a ransom for many so i mean us as christians that's what our name is is christian so we're supposed to be christ-like 
And if our, if our Lord and Savior came to this earth to minister unto people, but not to be ministered to, then guess what? That's exactly what the Lord wants from us to as Christians is to be willing to serve him. And you know, when the Lord came, it was to be a servant and he wasn't put on a pedestal and he wasn't patted on the back and he wasn't like, man, good, good sermon. Y'all, you did a good job there on the mountain. Uh, the fellow Christians probably might have said that to him, but everybody else, they wanted to kill him. They wanted him dead. They let go Barabbas, the man that had murdered people to crucify Christ. I mean, if you just think about that, that is just, I mean, we sit back and look at it and we think that's crazy, but that's the way people are. People, um, you just never know. Yeah, people are people. And, but so um, when you're serving the Lord and when you have that servant's heart, just know that you are doing uh, what you're supposed to be doing and you're serving the Lord for nobody else besides him because he is the only person that matters. So you must go on and you must keep on serving no matter how others treat you. And like I said, Christ was our prime example and he was not treated very nicely. So we need to be of Christ with everything we have because the only thing that's going to matter is what we So make sure that you're serving Christ. Um, be willing to do whatever it is that your pastor would like for you to do uh, i number one i would not pick myself to be a teacher <laughs> but if uh someone has it on their heart like miss deanna or somebody else that i need to teach then i take that opportunity and i try to do it with everything i have uh for christ because i know that we are just people and we fail every day but christ can use your life and he can use something you say uh, to win somebody to Christ or to just make them draw closer to him. And that's just what our life purpose is, is to make sure people are saved and to win people with Christ. So just even though you don't think you're good at it, give it everything you got. If Pastor Donnie wants you to teach some at Sunday school and you don't think you're qualified, pray, pray fast and do the best you can because um you can do everything through christ and that's you know that's a promise he's given us that we can be conquerors through him and for sure we can do you know something that the, he will give you strength and he will give you everything you need to do that um but it says um in colossians three twenty three, it says and whatever you do do heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. So that's just, you know, I was just thinking all these little things that as a wife you will be doing dishes, meals, cleaning, laundry. We just, those are little things that you get to do every day. And um, you might look past them and think, well, that's no big deal. I should be doing something for Christ. Uh, and you think of big things like teaching a Sunday school or going to a win. But those are your big things. Those those are big things to Christ. Because he knows where you're at. And he'll know he knows what you'll be doing. And for me, I'm a stay-at-home mom and I, you know, homeschool my kids. So he knows that's where I'm gonna be at 95% of my day. So he gives 
me those opportunities to serve him in those little things. Um, and I say little, but they're not. They're my big things because that's what consumes most of my day. And that's what God knows I'm going to be doing. So when I do these things, when I do dishes, I have to have that on my mind that I'm not doing this for my family, which I am doing it for my family, number one. I mean, that would make sense not to do it for them. But for most importantly, I'm doing it for the Lord because that's what he's given me to do is the dishes, is the laundry, is the meals, is teaching the kids, is kissing boo-boos and, you know, wiping dirt off faces and just the little mundane things. I used to think when I was younger, Lord, have these kids and they're so needy and I could be doing stuff for you. And I kept thinking, you know, I needed to be doing something. I wanted to run a bus ministry or, you know, get out and minister into people. But God gave me those kids and those are my, those are my treasures. And, and later on in the Bible verse that I'm getting ready to read about arrows, um, those are my arrows and that's what God has given me to do. And I want to do that with a servant's heart. And I teach my boys, you know, I, I would hope that they would, know and that i have taught them that you know be a servant a servant is that's we want to be like christ and that's what we're going to have to be as a servant and um uh, but you know i used to hate to do dishes i really did i was not a dish just thought it was a but one day the lord showed me that i'm over there i'm at the sink doing my thing that i could take that opportunity to pray for my children so now if I'm over there washing dishes and I ain't really thinking, then my mind will come up and I'll be like, oh, this is your time, Amanda. This is when you need to pray for your kids. And it's not the only time I pray for my kids, of course, but that's a whole nother 30 minutes of my life that I'm, I, I get the opportunity to pray for my children and their decisions and, you know, how God will use them. And so now that little thing as I'm washing dishes, I don't hate it so much anymore. Um, I think the Lord just really changes your heart when you do things for him. He changes your heart and he makes things that you did not like to do things that you don't mind doing anymore because he gives you purpose and he gives you that. Um, he gives you different opportunities to serve him. And I just, you know, I just think he is the only thing that matters and we must do things for him. And, and in Matthew, um, 6 21 it says for where your treasure is there will your heart be also so i wrote down you know if your heart is here on earth with the treasures you can accumulate like cars or, or, or fancy clothes or a nice house and you know and you and everybody wants to live in the nicest house everybody wants to drive the nicest car but if that's where your treasure is here on earth then that's where your heart's going to be and all these things I just named, it's just going to be destroyed in the end. They're going to be burned up and they're not even going to even matter when the time comes that you're, you're dead. You can't take your car. You can't take your clothes. You can't take your houses. So it's not, it's not the material things you can gain in earth because they're not even going to matter. It's all the things you do for the Lord that is going to matter when this world's ended or when it's your time to go you know what you did for christ whether that was changing diapers i know that sounds silly but i've even come to the conclusion when i change diapers i can do that for christ because that's what he's given me to do and um if it if it's something bigger if it's like uh going soul winning with your pastor or a group of ladies then 
that's what God's given you to do. And you do it with everything you've got. Uh, and I even put preaching the word. And I know preaching is a, a, is a man, you know, thing, you know, men are called to preach and they are called to pastor. Yes. But we as ladies can preach the word. Preach just means to lift up our voice and tell others about Christ. We can do that. We have opportunities that uh, preachers and pastors won't have the opportunity to preach Christ to these people. They can do it if they come into a building or they can do it where they go, but they're not always going to be where I'm at or where you're at. So you have to take that opportunity to tell somebody about Christ where you're at and to do that for God. Be willing to serve Christ no matter where you're at, no, no matter how big or small you think your circumstances are. Just have that heart and that willingness to do for Christ whatever it is he called you to do. And this will help because I did not marry a preacher. I did not marry a pastor. I did not marry a missionary. Nope. He was a regular old guy running a chipper out when I married him. That's what he was. Uh, he just thought we'd, you know, get married, build a house somewhere, and live happily ever after. I did not know that God was going to call him to preach. And then after God called him to preach, I didn't know God was going to call him to be a missionary. And I could have took that, and I could have just been bitter about it. And I could have said, well, this is not what I would planned on doing. This wasn't what I wanted. And I could just put me, me, me in there, and I could be selfish. And I could be like, well, I'm not going to North Dakota. I'm not going to Nebraska because that's not where my family's at. That's not where uh, my life is at. That's not how I plan life going. And I could just be mad and I could have just bucked and kicked and fought it. And you know what? Jason probably wouldn't have went on the mission field if I had acted like that. Because when you do stuff together as married, it's a, it's a unity and you have to do those things together or else you're not doing them. You can't do them. It'd be just like you are both saved. Y'all both in that yoke. But if I'm pulling this way and the Lord's leading this way, it's not going to work. It just don't work. That's the reason you need to have a willing heart and uh, be ready to serve Christ because you may marry an ordinary guy that's just sitting on the pew and going to church and serving in his local church. And that's awesome. That's great. But what if God calls him to be that pastor? What if God calls him just to be an evangelist? Then you're going to have to pack up everything you got, put it in a camper and start, you know, circle in the United States or he might be called to be a foreign missionary in Africa. And so you need to tender your heart to the will of God and you need to tender your heart to be willing no matter led and that's going to start now as as you're right now and you're not married and maybe you are dating or maybe you're not you need to start serving christ where you're at and get in and do what the lord wants you to do whatever that is and be willing because because he's called to be a missionary to you know the jungle of africa then you know, then you're going to have to have that willing heart to go with him and to do those things that Christ wants him to do. Um, the biggest thing, the biggest way you'll serve Christ uh, being married uh, is to your children and your husband. And you need to, you know, if you're already having that servant's heart and you're already doing it, then when you get married, then it's going to be so much easier to do that 
and to um, be willing to be a servant to your husband because you're already doing that for Christ. And uh, I wrote down, uh, don't do stuff just because someone will notice you. Um, do stuff around the church or at your home that maybe nobody will notice. Just do it for Christ's sake. And nothing's too big or small. Just pick up those things that nobody else notices. Maybe there's a piece of trash laying in the sanctuary. Pick it up. Put it in your pocket. Throw it away. Don't say anything about it. You know? Um, it was the publican when they were praying that, you know, he was the one that wanted to be seen by everybody. How much he was praying. And the Lord don't the Lord don't bless that. He blessed that that one that was not being a show boat and not doing it for show. The Lord blesses you when you do it in sincerity and you're you're humble about it. And when you go and you do these things and you serve with a humble attitude, Christ is going to bless that. And if you're in the middle of nowhere or if you're in a big uh, um, church or if you're called to a big city and there's tons of people around, you know, somebody's probably going to see you, but you can still have a humble attitude and you can still do things for Christ without letting everybody know that that's what you're doing. Um, I was, let's see, um, marriage isn't 50-50. It's 100% and 100%. You give everything you got. You give your 100% even when you don't think your husband's giving 100%. You, you give your best to the Lord. And I always teach my kids that you can't change what other people do. That's, you can't. The Lord can work on their heart and change them, but you're not going to change nobody. And you can't make other people's decisions for them. But you can, you can surely change your attitude and you can surely do what's right and be a servant in uh in your own life and that's the only person you're going to be able to change <clears throat> don't marry someone think you're going to change them nope ain't gonna happen you're gonna to have to marry somebody and it's two imperfect people marrying each other it, nobody's perfect here christ is the only person and we got to thri thrive to be and the lord will change you in the ways you need to be changed and the Lord will change your husband's in the way he needs to be changed. You just can't believe that all to the Lord. But in Psalms uh, 127 and 4, it says, As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. <clears throat> and if you have children, if the Lord allows you to have children, or if he does not, um, us as women, we are still mothers. We still have it in us. God gave us that. Um, intuition that motherly instinct he gave it to us whether we have children or not and you can be a mother to somebody whether you physically give birth to them or not and that's the reason so many people are um that's the reason the explosion of pets especially dogs and things have went on the i mean you can't go anywhere where there's not somebody dragging a dog around and it's because as as women we have a motherly instinct and if we don't have children and and i'm not saying you know it's a sin to have a dog or whatever you can have a dog i'm not saying that but i'm saying it uh, us as women we have that motherly instinct and if we don't have children with us or we don't have other people around that we are mothering then we pick up a dog and we're like and you know people call dogs their children now which is absolutely absurd because they're not children, they're dogs. And if you love your dog, then I get that. But they're not children. And 
we we just have to find an outlet to mother something and that's the reason people do that but you're going to have an influence on kids or people that you're going to mother people your whole life even as young adults i bet if you have younger siblings whether you realize it or not um and so you all have an influence what's the purpose of an arrow it's to hit target so god has compared children as arrows of the youth and you are that mighty man you are that mighty woman you are a warrior for christ and you are sharpening these children and you are teaching these children your mother and these children that's around you like I said, whether yours or not, you, you're doing it, whether you realize it or not. And But it, we should be doing it in for Christ, and we should be sharpening them to be in the Word, to teach them Scripture, to memorize Scripture, to be prayer warriors, um, and to do these things so that we can sharpen these arrows up that when we they leave our house or when they grow up and they're not under our roof no more, that they'll be toward that target. They'll be running that race and they'll be giving it everything they got to hit that target. And that target is to win people to Christ, to know that you're saved and that you're, but also influence the people around you, that they can know that they know for sure that they're going to heaven and that you can do that. You know, um, the devil, the devil doesn't want anybody to, to be drawn to Christ. Uh, he's, you know he's the one that wants to make you feel like that when you get married that your home isn't the most important thing and that the way culture has um made ladies feel like they don't need to stay home you need to go out and get a career you need to if you're not going out getting a career and becoming inside the home then you're just like a second class city. and that's the and you feel like that now there's a devil pushing through on our christian girls because as Christian ladies and as Christian um, uh, teens or girls or young ladies or whatever class you are, you're a lady, no matter what age you are, uh, the devil is pushing that on our young girls and telling them that the, that the home is an important place. But you know what? First, one of the first things God created when He created the whole world then he created man and woman he created that marriage institution so the devil's fighting everything in him to break up the home and if he can break up the home uh, then he can break up children and he can have i mean you've seen america is not in a good in a good shape and that's because the devil has got in and messed with marriage and he's broken up that institution and now he can just do whatever he wants because he's run rampant in uh, in the united states but don't let the devil make you feel like you can't do anything for Christ because whatever he gives you is what you need to do. And you can do something for Christ. And I just don't want you to think that being home with your children and being a stay-at-home mom and teaching your kids at school is something that you can't do because it is something you can do. And it is something that God has given you to do. And you should do it with everything in you. But... That was point number two that uh, I look, I tell my kids, my boys to look for someone that's ready to serve the Lord because if they're saved, they should be willing to serve the Lord. And then they can go and, you know, in Ecclesiastes, it says two is better than uh, one. And a cord that is bound 
you know, with two uh, chords, then it's stronger than just one chord by itself. And you can go together and you can, you know, change the world for Christ. And so my last point is um, what I, I, you know, teach my sons to look forward in a, a girl or a wife would be how they treat their daddy and their pastor. And that's a big one, I feel like, because um, the way you treat people, especially the people that are over you, that are in uh, authority of you, um, police officers, your pastor, your daddy, you know, they are the ones that are m close to you and that they are um, looking out for you and they want your best interest. Um, I, and I said, if you have a problem in this area, pray about it and ask the Lord to help you because it's a huge thing in life is to be able to obey and to submit yourself to your pastor and to your daddy because they are the men in your life and that's the way God has set up this whole umbrella is you got your pastor then your husband and then you and God protects us. We are ladies. We are the weaker vessel. That doesn't mean we're the lesser vessel. There's nothing lesser about women than there is men. We are equal in God's eyes. But God has set up some guidelines and some uh, rules for us ladies so that God can protect us. We are meant to be protected. We are, um, we're just, we are the women. We're, like I said, we're lesser vessel, but we're not lesser people. We're still people. We still, we still have a, a voice. We can still be heard. We can still, you know, in, encourage our husbands to do what's right or encourage them in the Lord. We, we have a huge influence on our husbands. And so, um, in Hebrews 13, 17, um, God wrote, obey them that have rule over you and submit submit to means to surrender or to give up resistance yourself or they watch for your souls as they must give account that they may do it with joy and not grief for it is unprofitable for you the lord has given you pastors and and your daddies right now to be over you and that we should obey them and we should submit ourselves we should give to them we should surrender to them we should give up resistance and this isn't easy. I don't think it's an easy task. I think uh, us as women, we want to feel like we should be the one telling people what to do. At least I do. I don't know how y'all are, but I struggled with it. Awful. But it's not an easy thing to do. And it isn't going to come naturally to you. And it's going to be work. And you're going to have to pray. But God can, if you pray earnestly and you're willing to work at it, God is going to change you. And he, he wants to change you. Uh, he wants to mold and make us like Christ. And if the Lord is telling us that we should submit to our uh, to our daddies and our pastors, then he's going to help us. It, it, it's who God is. Uh, he, he wants to help us. It's his nature. He's, he's our heavenly father, just like you have an earthly father. He's our heavenly father. And if we come to him and we are asking him and, and begging him to show us how we can be better people. I mean, it'd be just like you go into your earthly daddy and be like, dad, I just want to, I want to be a stronger Christian. I want to know how to live for the Lord. And if your dad's a Christian, then he's going to, he's going to do everything in his power to help you to do what's right. And 
even as your earthly father is going to want to do everything in his power to help you do what's right, and our earthly father is going to do even more because he's God. Uh, he, he, he made the moon and the stars. He created the earth. So he's going to want to help you more than your earthly father because he has the ability to help you more than your earthly father has. So pray about it. It's, I've learned that everything in life that is worth anything is going to be hard, but it doesn't mean that it isn't worth fighting for. You're going to have to fight at, you know, every step. If you struggle with this, just push against it and keep going and, and push against the devil and don't let him have a foothold and don't let him, you know, get the victory. You got, you got a big God. You have a big God. Don't let the devil tell you lies. Don't believe those lies because he likes to tell them to us every day. And if you, if you are not careful, he'll, he'll lie to you and you'll believe it, but you don't have to because you got a big God and he wants to help us. Um, and some, you know, this, these changes won't happen overnight. You'll pray and you'll work and you're going to fail and you're going to pray and you're going to work and you're going to fail. It, it's just, it's just who we are as, as people. We're going to fail, but we need to get up and we need to keep going and we need to do what's right. And, um, so obey, submit, uh, to them that look over you because they're doing it because they love you and but not because they find joy in reprimanding you or telling you, no, that's not the right way. They don't, that's not what they find joy in doing and don't make their heart happy to tell you no or whatever. They're doing it to help you and to look out for you because they love you and they care for you. And that's the same way it's going to be. If, when you marry is then you're going to have your pastor and your husband and your daddy and your, and, uh, all these men in your life, that's going to help you. And you should work hard because I know, like I said, it was not easy for me to do, to do, to be the submissive still isn't. It's just something in my blood. I don't know. It's just my flesh. It's just flesh and everybody has it. And you can't, give an inch to it because he's going to take a mile so don't give him anything and and if you fail then get back up doesn't mean you're a failure means you uh just means you fell down and you can get back up and you can keep going but they're not doing they're not doing it uh because they don't love you but you know it's the same way when we listen to the lord and we we trust him with salvation we trust him with our life is because we can't see the big picture. We can only see the little picture right in front of us. And we trust Christ when we, um, um, when we're, when we're for salvation. Number one, that's the most important thing. And we trust Him for salvation, but also we trust Him for our everyday lives because we know He has the big picture in mind and that, um, that He knows what's best for us. And so there's another Bible verse. Where's it at? Um, Proverbs eleven fourteen. It says, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And that's what I've tried to instill in my boys and my girls even, that you need to have people that you trust and that are Christians and that have that are in their Bible to seek counsel from. Um, because God's put them there. Your pastor, your parents, your youth leaders, your Sunday school teachers, um, whoever's in your life that you know is a good Christian, a strong Christian, and in the word, it, you need to seek counsel from them, people. You need to ask their advice. Um, 
in everything. I mean, really, whatever it is you want to do. If you want to trial for football, ask your pastor. See what he says. He's there to protect you, and he's there to look over you. Uh, ask your mom and daddy. Uh, I'm talking football because I'm thinking boys now. Sorry. Okay, cheerleading or <laughs> whatever else girls play. Uh, softball. There we go. Uh, but, you know, ask them about it. See what they think. Uh, they're going to give you advice. And if you were wise, you would you would adhere to their counselor. And that's what that's one of the things I said. When you are seeking counsel from all these people in your life that have authority over them, then um, when you go to date somebody, whoever it is, start with your your mama and daddy and say, "This is who I I'm thinking about. This is what I'm thinking about," and say the person's name and they're going to have godly counsel and if they don't know right away then they should be in prayer about it and they should be praying about it to see you know what the lord has for your life uh and then your pastor you know if you're uh, just to date i would ask these people what they thought about dating this person but for sure marriage if marriage comes up then go to all those people your sunday school just your Sunday school teacher, your youth leader, your pastor, your mom and daddy, your grandma and grandpa. If they're if these people are Christians, and then go to them and ask them their advice and their counsel because it says in a multitude of counselors there's safety. That's just not one person. One person might give you good counsel, and I'm sure they will. Um, but in a multitude of people, you want you know go to several people and just ask them what they think about uh, the person that you're interested in dating or you know if it gets serious the person you're interested in marrying and get those advice from those people and listen to them don't ask advice and don't listen to them listen to them your pastor your pastor's wife they want to tell you what's right they want to point you in the right direction and they will try with everything in them to point you in the right direction so if you go and ask them and you ask five people and three of the people were like mm, I don't know about that then you should step back and take their counsel and think am I doing the right thing here and pray about it and see what God would give you and if you know if he will give you who you're supposed to marry and uh, but those people in your life are there they're like your your um, you know like when you go bowling and they put up those what are they called guardrails safety rails or whatever so when you roll the bowling ball it can't go in the gutter all these people in your life are like these guards and they're trying to help you hit your target and to do what's right and to learn and to grow in Christ and so those are the three things I had so I had um, make sure the person's saved make sure the person's willing to be a servant and then um, see how they treat people that's over them their pastor and 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 um, their daddy and their mama see how they treat them and see how they're going to respect authority and uh, to submit and obey to them so i know that was a little whatever scatterbrained and, but i hope the lord uses it and i hope he uh gets all the honor and glory for whatever he's doing in y'all's heart and i pray that you grow up to be fine christian ladies that listen to the lord and that I, you know, I pray for all my boys. I pray for them to grow up to be preachers or missionaries. 
I want them to go big or, you know, but you know, there is things that you can do that is not a preacher or a missionary. And, you know, I pray that they would just be strong pillars in their church. If Christ ain't going to call them to do that, then just to be strong pillars, to stand there with their pastor and to hold up his hands when he feels like giving up because that's every day, you know, he just, he's a person and he's just, um, He's just a person like everybody else. And he does feel like giving up sometimes. But if we got those strong pillars, those men can be, and ladies can be to uh, help our pastor to keep going on, to keep preaching the gospel, then that's what I want him to be. No matter how big or small it is, I just want him to be whatever the Lord wants him to be. So I hope it was a blessing.